Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 6, Jones Bar I go to work the next day, giddy with excitement from last night. For once, I actually think a guy might do what he says he'll do call. I settle in cleaning my brushes and setting up my station for a rush of people we're set to have today. My boss looks over at me suspiciously as to why I look happy and actually put together for once. Danny walks into the room and does a double take, eyeing me up and down in shock. I instantly want to tell her everything, but I decide to hold back. This is really new with Ezra, fragile even. I don't want to jinx it. She raises an eyebrow and keeps walking into the hair room to have Lexi work on her. I take a long look in the mirror and see the color start to flush into my cheeks. My dark circles seem lighter, my hair seems smoother, and my eyes seem whiter. Happiness looks good on me. For once, I don't feel like wearing black. I want some color in my life. I used to frequent vintage shops on a regular basis. I was always finding something interesting until these last four years, when I found the only place I needed to go on any kind of a regular basis was All Saints. I wear a romantic sheer yellow blouse circa 1942 with a pair of high-waisted, wide-legged jeans that were lurking in my closet. I've kept my hair down so it can be long and wavy, not its usual messy bun with flyaways everywhere. I walk into the hair room and Danny immediately shifts in her chair. She stretches out her arm towards me. Hello, I'm Danny. I don't think we've met. I smile, blushing slightly, something I haven't done in a long time. Lexi smiles a great big grin at me. I love that top. I don't think I've ever seen you wear anything. She searches on how to be polite about this. But black? Who knew you actually owned blue jeans? Danny says, mocking Lexi. Lexi looks at Danny disappointed at her, but she only shrugs, enjoying the taunt. I tilt my head to the side and smirk. I look around and see a couple of actresses giving me dirty looks. The wheels in their heads are turning while they wonder, who the hell is this girl anyway? Does she even work here? I guess I'm not invisible today. Danny gasps. You had sex last night. And then realizes. Is this what you wore? She asks excited. No, I didn't wear this last night, I say proudly. I don't know what I have to be proud about. Maybe because I didn't have sex last night, or maybe because I look good in yellow? Danny sits down eagerly. Then what's going on? She asks, confused. I hesitate, wondering how much to divulge, but I can barely contain myself. I squeak out. I had a date last night. Lexi gasps. Yay! 
She says, clapping her hands for me, as if this is real progress, which I guess it is. Danny shoots her a disapproving look, and she stops. But did you sleep with him? Danny asks bluntly. Danny, come on! Lexi says, annoyed. What do you take me for? I say coyly. I don't know. Me? She laughs. Besides, who cares if you slept with him on the first date? Lexi rolls her eyes. Some people like to get to know others before they sleep together. Lexi says, knowing that this statement has neither been true for me or her, and especially Danny. Danny looks down at her phone, already over it. So, where did you meet him? Bumble? Tinder? What app did you use? She asks nonchalantly. No app, I say. Lexi's eyebrows raise and her jaw drops. What? Like, you met in the wild? Now it's my turn to look confused. The wild? It's like hunting in the African safari, except in LA. You meet them in real life through a friend or something. Did you meet through a friend? She asks, hoping there might be more friends. It wasn't exactly through a friend. I met him at a party, I say. Suddenly, I feel my gut start to tell me to stop now and forever hold my peace. That is so rare, Lexi says wistfully. Danny, still scrolling through Instagram, says, That's some legit shit. What does he do? Lexi asks. He's great, and that's it. No more. I'm keeping this one to myself, I say teasing. Danny looks up again devilishly. Oh, you like this one. She doesn't want to go into detail, doesn't want to tell us anything. You definitely slept with him, and it was good, she says sing-songy. Well, you should know at your wedding, I'll be sitting in the back with sunglasses on, a cigarette hanging from my mouth, and a dirty martini in my hand, crying quietly for you. She says, crossing her arms in front of her chest, slightly annoyed. I can already feel things changing. For the better. I meet Ryan later for a drink at Jones. Jones is dark and moody, just like I've been for the last four years. It's very L.A. does New York. Just interchange the Wall Street guys for TV producers, and you've arrived. I show the doorman my ID and walk in. My eyelashes are grossly long, and my lips are painted in a very deep red. I look like a rich music exec that's done too much coke. I walk in and nervously look around the bar to find Ryan. My adrenaline is so high from infatuation that I took a quarter of an Ativan at my house before I left to calm me down. But it hasn't kicked in yet, and I wonder if it will at this point. While I contemplate my levels of tolerance, I catch Ryan waving to me at the bar. He gives me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. I slide in and hop onto one of the bar stools and ask coolly, What are we drinking? I was having a Pacifico, he says. And you're having a Jack and... I'll have a Pacifico too, I say to the bartender. Ryan looks confused but happily surprised. I didn't take you for a beer girl. Yeah, I smile girlishly. I think it's time to change things up. I say, crossing my fingers and stretching my arms out. He leans back, entertained by this new side of me. The bartender slams down my beer for me. Ryan picks up his beer and holds it up. Cheers. We lock eyes because it's bad luck not to. To us, I say. He holds his gaze just a little too long, and I feel unusual electricity buzz between us. I smile, trying to laugh it off. We clink our glasses and take a sip together. He eyes me up and down. Are you wearing color? You know, black is every color, I say confidently. 
he huffs. Okay, new drink, new clothes. I cut him off. Old clothes from another time. A happier time. I smile. So are you saying you were unhappy before? He says, taking a sip slowly. Wasn't it obvious? I ask. I mean, I've worn almost all black for the last four years. I just thought that was your thing. I've only known you for four years. He's right. He's only known me for a short time, and that entire time I've been pretty miserable. I lean back and take a deep, invigorating breath. Well, I just woke up this morning and felt like it was time to change things around and be happy for what I have. He laughs at me. Who are you? Because the girl I know is more of a cynic than Miss Positivity. I know, but I just feel really good about things, I say shifting confidently in my seat. He leans towards me. Wait, this is about a dude. I blush immediately. Oh man, it totally is. Okay, who is it? Is it someone I know? I freeze. He pauses to think. Then I see a glimmer in his eyes. It's that country guy. Oh, I should have known it, of course. Ugh, that guy. What? What does that mean? I say slightly concerned, but still trying to play it off like I don't care. He's just a guy with a guitar. There are a million of them. Now who's the cynic? He rolls his eyes at me. He's not just any guy with a guitar. He's a really accomplished songwriter, I say defending him. Then just write with him. Don't get involved with him. Writers are the worst, Ryan says annoyed. Really? I can't believe we're having this conversation. I'm a writer, I say defensively. I know you're a writer, but it's different once you get a couple of hits, especially as a guy. There are a lot to handle. He doesn't seem to be that way. He seems oddly down to earth. And besides, you can't just lump all successful guy writers into one clump. That's not fair. I say, holding my arms across my chest. He lets out a big exhale. Okay, you're right. Maybe he's different. There's a small pause between us as we gather our thoughts. I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You're just such a great girl and I don't want to see you get hurt. Don't I deserve to be happy? Ryan looks at me. Of course I want you to be happy. Well, you've got to let me try. I mean, look at me. I say, waving to my clothes and smiling. Have you ever seen me like this? It's a good look on you, he says sadly. Well, then it must mean he's doing something right, I say cheerfully. Ryan looks to the side and I grab his arm to get his attention. I really want to be open about this with you. You're like my best friend. Saying this out loud makes me wonder if it's actually true. That's sweet, he says quietly. So you'll listen? I say, perking up. He looks at me hesitantly until he finally nods yes. The night goes smoothly from then on. We eventually order some food, which I pretend to eat, and more drinks, which we absolutely drink. We talk about our life, our family, what college was like, and how it doesn't feel that long ago, even though it was now. The more we talk, the more it seems like he has his life all lined up. The only things I've had lined up in the last four years have been lines of coke at a party here and there. I open up about my own career failures, and when I stopped writing. He listens to me talk about when I put my guitar down and fell into the hole I've been in for so many years now, and how I finally felt inspired to come out of it. As we talk, I'm starting to realize that I'm the only one who's been in my own way this whole time. 
all of the excuses I've had don't seem to hold a flame to my own apathy. We eventually close Jones down at 2am. Ryan pays our tab like the gentleman he is and walks me outside into the chilly LA night. He shoves his hands deep into his pockets of his jacket. I'm parked across the street, he says, nodding his head in the direction of it. Oh, I'm over there too, I say, holding my arms for warmth. I begin to shiver from the brisk night air and hug my arms tighter, waiting for him to put his arm around me to help keep me warm like he usually does. He only looks straight forward, not uttering a word. I can feel a distance between us. Our natural closeness feels very far away. I click my keys to unlock my car, and the lights flash twice. We walk up to it, and he stands very close to me, as if he's about to say something. But he only continues to look over my shoulder contemplatively. I bite my lip and look down, trying to avoid the tension. He slowly takes his hand to lift my chin up to me to stare. He has an almost pensive look, and I can't tell if he's going to kiss me or walk away forever. In fact, I can't tell what he's thinking at all. He just keeps looking at me with these big, thoughtful eyes. He takes his hands and pushes my hair back behind my ears. My pulse races as he looks at me with the seriousness I've never seen before. He pulls my face even closer into his and lingers, letting the moment last. Finally, when I think I can't take any more, he pulls away and a bolt fires through my body. I stumble back a little, wondering what's going on here. He catches the small of my back holds me up, and simply looks at me. I can't take my eyes off him. Everything feels so right, so natural. For the first time in a long time, nothing is running through my mind and I'm truly present. He lets go of me and looks down, trying to collect himself. I'm sorry, I don't know what that was. He exhales. One too many, right? He whispers. I shake my head. It's okay, I drink a few too many too. I say, lying, knowing that I'm completely sober right now. It's been a long night. I adjust my jacket awkwardly and push my hair back out of my face. He opens my door for me to get in. I'll talk to you soon, I say, wondering. Talk to you soon, he says, flustered, and shuts my door. As he begins to walk away, I'm thrown back into reality. I suddenly become acutely aware of what he might think of me when I've never cared before. He's just been my friend, albeit my hot friend, but just a friend. So what the hell is going on here? I'm a mix of emotions. I've just met someone I'm crazy about. But this feeling I have right now, this night with Ryan, is something else. Something completely unexpected. It never felt like this in the past when we tried dating. I don't even think we really tried. I just kind of blew him off. Ugh, I was so that girl. Totally unaware, totally selfish. And here he is, this amazing man who has it all together, who's been here all along. For the first time, I can see myself clearly in how desperate I've been with all these other guys, how desperate I've been with my life. The 32 year old in me rears her perfectly coiffed head and lets me know that this newfound change of attitude isn't coming a minute too late. I'm completely freaked out about every single aspect of it but completely intrigued of what it could mean. I look at Ryan one more time in my rearview mirror. He walks slowly towards his car, clicks his keys, and the lights of a brand new Tesla flash nearby. 
Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, loopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast.